It's a day of celebration. We've had our balloons. We've got our flowers. Everything's wonderful. What else do you need? A joke to go to the party. And there's a joke told among ministers in the United Reformed Church, which goes along the lines, you might have heard it before. How many elders does it take to change a light bulb? You know? Change! Change! You don't need elders to change light bulbs here. You've got the management, you know? The manager's group. It's maybe not true here in Lindfield. Change happens. Light bulbs get changed. We have video screens that have been changed and projectors. But change in some churches and in some places and in some people's hearts is seen as a negative thing. When I try to think of a hymn that would express something about change, something thinking of actually change in a positive way, the only hymn that I was, the only hymn line that really sprung to mind was Change and Decay in all abound I see. O thou who changest not, abide with me. And that gives a sense of change that is that negative thing. Why would you want change? Why should change happen? But many times we are in a place where we want things to change because of what we experience in our lives. And to think that change, as that hymn might suggest, is wrong or perhaps not of God, is so far removed from the truth, it's unbelievable. Because God is a God of change. The Bible contains the amazing story of God who into nothingness spoke and created. He changed. The very first thing we read about in the Bible is a change that's coming. God bringing change. And he brought life to earth. And when people walked away, he called forth judges and kings, and prophets, to help people change, to live closer to the right way. And we can call out to him in prayer, and seek him to intercede. And that's calling for change. It's seeking change to happen. And the words we heard this morning from the prophet Isaiah are of the Lord, having flattened the foreign enemy's city. A change not normally in the way that us New Testament people think of it coming from God. But God 
changes things. And so, although the hymn is right in thinking that God's power and love and faithfulness and companionship, his presence with us is unchanging, he offers and brings change to us. And that is the basis of the Easter story. The triumph over the grave changes humanity's separation from God into our ability to be forgiven and gain eternal life. Now, traditionally, the day after the Sabbath, particularly a Sabbath following a festival, you would have seen things returning to normal, going back to how they had been a week or so earlier. The festival had been a time with friends and worshipping God. And people might have normally have had a spring in their step as they returned to work, smiling from the jokes and the celebrations. But after this Passover and after this Sabbath, it was not that way for Mary and not for her friends and not that way for any of the followers of Jesus. No sprightly step, no delight, no joy. And she was heading towards a grave. Any of us who have ever gone and visited a grave does it with mixed emotions. Something that the heart tells us, maybe, that it's a good thing to do. It's something that we sometimes must do. Yet often as we do it, we come to a place and a time when goodbye is too final a word and we struggle. Something has happened that can't be undone. We maybe can't take away words that we've said. And death seems to have won things over, won over life. And so the women who early in the morning walk to a grave are full of woe and sorrow. They had been full of hope just a week earlier. But a change came. But another change is coming. For they will find life where they thought there was only death. Unlike Danny taking that bit of tape away, which you all witnessed and allowed the balloon to go up. You all witnessed that. No one witnessed the stone being rolled away. 
we know it happened. Some sort of earthquake, some action from God. No one witnessed the actual moment Jesus rose, that death was conquered. But that new day came. And the disciples, male and female, gradually awoken to the new life that was there. Mary Magdalene is the first to actually encounter the risen Lord. But she doesn't recognize him at first. Thinks he's the gardener. Who else would be out at that time of day? And for many people, the gospel is right there in front of them. The story of hope and truth is right there before them. And they still don't see it. They still don't recognize it. The hope that can come from it. People don't accept that it can give them hope. Despite understanding that he spoke with authority, despite believing that he maybe performed miracles, despite being told of his resurrection, many people still do not know the risen Lord. And they have not come alive with him. They're still asleep to the full truth. Mary knew his teaching. Had probably seen many miracles. Had believed in him. But after the events of the cross, the events of what we remembered on Good Friday, she thought that he was gone forever. Encountering the angels, seeing folded grave clothes. She still thought he was dead. Where has he gone? Is the question she is asking. What have you done with him? Where is he? Where is the body of the Lord? And that's still what many feel today. He died. But then Jesus speaks to Mary. He calls her by name. And she awakens. Rabboni, she responds. Speaking in the Aramaic, speaking in the common tongue of the people. It's not a formal rabbi, but it's the word that she would have used. It's what would have come from her lips on earlier days as she sat and heard him teach. This is the relationship we need to realize that he's alive, that he teaches, to know that he is there and we can speak with warm words 
and he will speak softly to us. How amazing and wonderful that we can have that hope. That we can be redeemed of sin and that the way to eternal life is now open. But that does not mean that there will be days when things... Wait a minute. That does not mean that we won't still be impacted by the things of the world. There will still be days where sadness and sorrow will come. We might still find ourselves in tears and feel fragile and lost and broken, shattered, confused. But through the cross and the risen Christ, we can have hope in those awful situations. A hope that those that are without Jesus just cannot understand. It's not that in him everything perfectly resolves and changes itself in that instant. For as we grow in faith, we learn that there are still difficulties, still ill health, still poverty, still a lack of peace. But we also learn that a day will come when these things will end, just as the prophet Isaiah had said. And every tear will be wiped away. But that day is not yet. However, although that day is not yet, and that Christ has not yet come again. Worries can be lifted. Fears can be put aside and dealt with. Burdens that are too great for us are lightened by the Lord when we take them to him. Mary wanted to hang on to the risen Jesus. She had set off of the grave full of grief and sorrow. And then she was unsure what to think. Now she rejoiced. She knew Jesus was alive. And she wanted him to be there with her. But his resurrection was not simply for her. This was the day after the Sabbath, the start of the working week. And there was work that had to be done. And the work that she had to do was to go and tell others that Christ had risen. That Jesus was alive. That was for her that first Easter morning. And it's for us this Easter morning. 
We love to celebrate his risen life. We might love to rest in his presence and just try and hang on to him. We might try and hang on to every moment that we spend in fellowship here in this church. Worshipping God and being among friends. But having discovered the risen Lord, having found out that there is a hope that can make us alive, we must not stay put And instead, we must find the people who also need to hear the story. We need to tell the good news to others. Change has come to us. But that change is also available for many, many more. It's been great over the past few weeks of Lent, to see the churches come together, to see the fellowship that exists between us here and the Evangelical Free and up at All Saints. And there were hundreds of us here on Friday as we remembered Good Friday and Christ on the Cross but there are actually thousands that live in the village and many more thousands beyond in the local area. And so we have to take the message out and spread the good news just as Mary did that day. And as we take the news out, it's not simply telling For as Stuart Silk reminded us on Thursday night, the disciples were challenged to take the towel and put it round their waist just as Jesus had done. We are called to serve with action as well as with words. To show God's love to help others become aware that we have a God who is alive, who cares, who loves, who changes lives. We have a risen Lord. And it's right that that news spreads. We are a church that have something to share. The good news of Jesus, who is risen from the grave and is now our Lord, alive for all. There will be a day when the tear is wiped away, when he will make all things new, When there is a new heaven and a new earth. But until that time, let us be his people and declare him our God. Amen.